The helium-3 processing plant looked like a lunar rover thrown together by a committee of abstract artists. Standing 200 meters away, Jason Dvorak recognized the large wheels and the heavily shielded nuclear power unit. Huge triangular heat radiators jutted up and out at an angle, giving the impression of a stegosaurus lumbering across the crater floor. The front of the HE-3 processor opened up in a cylinder of diamond-tipped teeth used for scooping and grinding the top layer of regolith. At the opposite end, a jumble of hot debris was deposited like excrement. As the leviathan crawled along the surface, swallowing regolith, Jason felt pressure on his space-suited arm. He turned, and in a habit he could not seem to shake, looked at the reflectorized spacesuit visor of his companion before glancing down to the name patch. Never look at the face to recognize someone outside, he kept telling himself. After a year, you'd think he'd be used to it. Cindy Salito's contralto voice came over his speaker. You haven't moved for minutes, Jace. Can't help it. Jason turned back to the mobile processor. I can't believe it's finally working. You beat your deadline by a week. This'll really look good for us, especially for me. Two weeks in command and already I have a major milestone to show off. And it's a miracle the base hasn't fallen apart, he added to himself. He still couldn't figure out why the space agency director, Celeste McConnell, had named him, an architect of all people, commander. He was still getting used to the title. If it's working, corrected Cindy. The ten metric tons of dirt it's processing should yield a hundred milligrams of HE3. If the wizards back dirt side keep their part of the bargain, we could have a working fusion plant by early next year. We're also due to receive another proton transmission from the Nevada test site next month. I'll turn this place into a resort yet, Jason laughed. That's why you're up here, Jace, Salito said. Jason hated to be called by the nickname, but he never bothered to correct people. She nudged him back to their rover. Come on, demonstration's over. If I was ten years younger, I'd take you out to dinner. You're just trying to make points with the boss, he said. Salito made a sound like static on the suit radio. Won't need to after next month. Columbus won't be the same without the fifteen of you, he said. I'm going to miss you and the other old-timers. Salito snorted. Old-timers? We haven't been up here much longer than you have. Jason stepped over a rock as he climbed onto the rover's passenger seat, trying not to grip anything. Even at 4.5 PSI suit pressure, the gloves still bit into his flesh. It was a common complaint. Fifty years of spaceflight, you'd think they could solve a simple problem of constant volume suits, he thought. For months, he'd put up with rubbing his hands raw each time he pulled off his gloves. Salito started the rover and turned for Moonbase Columbus. Don't you look forward to getting back to your wife and twins when it's your turn to be rotated home? Of course, he said. That's what Salito expected him to say. But Jason's wife, Margaret, had filed for separation a month ago, before he'd even been gone a year. Some devotion. Talk about twisting in a knife from 240,000 miles away. And his children, Lucy and Lawrence, hadn't seen him except on video transmissions since they were three years old. He was not looking forward to returning home.
being so far away put a little distance on the pain. He tried to sound upbeat, for Salito's sake. Hey, someone's got to put in that second level of habitation modules and make this base livable, not a crummy boot camp. Can't trust a bunch of physicists and astronomers to get their hands dirty, digging tunnels and piling regolith. I watched how much trouble Bernard Chu had getting you all to put together the Sim Mars base. Salito grunted over the radio. Jason had the frightening feeling that she saw right through his small talk. Four groups made up the sixty-person base, and everyone worked and socialized within their own group. Every six months, a group rotated off the moon, and a new one came on. After a six-month apprenticeship under Bernard Chu, who had transferred up to the Collins station at L-1, Jason had suddenly found himself the new commander of Moonbase Columbus. The change in assignment had surprised him as much as it had Chu.